G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day everybody. Welcome to the Carlton Show, round 6, 2018. Despite the fact Paul Barbaza and Stephen Pertile, as I say hello to you two, despite the fact that there has been a push among some to have the rededication of the podcast to a number worn uh, sequentially from a man of the past. Um, I, I can't be bothered doing that anymore. Can anyone? Does anyone want to be doing that? As I say hello to you two boys. Oh, g'day Andy, g'day Gex. Uh, yes, our, uh, one of our friends, uh, Jono Baruch. Jono Baruch. Jono Baruch uh, did the 30 to 35 numbers for us. Um Today will be 36, so that's Sellers, obviously. But uh, Aaron Hamill. We could reset every year and just go through the... The next one. And just uh, choose no. different, no? What sort of a... Uh, John if you Baruch. want, if you feel particularly... Oh, you know, if you feel name. particularly... Um, that name? John O'Baruch. That's a good name, mate. Hey? Jones, down on Armstrong, Armstrong, over to... Sounds okay, like a nickname before it is one. Gate, can't take the mark. And John O'Baruch, <laughs> he swoops on it and kicks another goal for the Blues. Let me want a 10, 10, 70. Pies, Lamenian on 5, 5, 35. <laughs> Round the grounds. Over to you, Laurie Sandalands of the Street. <laughs> they were the days, Bats. Mm. They were the days. Mm. Um, so, where, uh, where, where do, do we start? want to, where do where we do want start? start? There's, a bit uh, of, there's a bit of deja vu about all of this. Yeah, there certainly is. There's a lot of stuff that we said last week on the show that I reckon we could just about cut and paste into this week's show. Yeah, it was absolutely. just want to start off with the condolence to... Um, uh, James Farrell's uh, grandfather, oh, yeah, who that. passed oh, away nice. before the Doggies game. Um, his grandfather was an avid fan of the show, boys, the Carlton show, and they played the theme song as they uh, took the coffin out. Yeah, yeah what yeah, a wonderful, uh, wonderful yep. um, touch off. that would be. Yeah, good send off. Um, a little smack for the club, uh, a possible smack for the club at the moment. Um, Keith Brown, a 100-year-old, uh, passed away before the game Friday night. Club tweeted out, um, he's a 91-year member of the club um, and for many decades was a volunteer of the club. And I stress volunteer of the club because you probably wouldn't have too many volunteers at clubs anymore these days. But um, unfortunately... Not sure if uh, was passed on to the team because there was no black armband. So um, very strange why that wouldn't happen for some gentleman called yeah. Keith Brown. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. wondering if that's okay. going to happen down the track. How did you find out? Was this, how'd you, how did this become? Carlton Footy Club tweeted about Keith Brown, okay, right, the yeah. passing on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so it's come from the club. And then no black armbands that night against the Doggies. Which goes a breakdown somewhere unless they've just somewhere. decided that for whatever reason. Oh, I don't know. Look, maybe the next home game, there might be something. I have no idea. But, yeah, no. you know, okay. just a, a small little uh, clip there, perhaps. Carlton, get your act together because 91-year-old uh, member, I think he deserves a bit better. 91-year member? 100-year-old? 100-year-old, 91-year member. member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah unbelievable. Yeah. And, oh. and, a, and a volunteer of the clubs. So. Oh, while we're doing the over mm. 100 games up for Levi, um, Hasn't come easily for him. No, um, was it nine seasons. Yep, 
so, you know, it's a huge milestone. And that puts him in, you know, the elite level of people who have played one game of AFL footy to get to 100. That I'm not sure what the percentages are of people who play one that go on to play 100, but I think it's in the it's in the he's up in the upper 20s, I think. Like, yeah, it's only yeah. like there's less around yeah, about 20. Be a fifth, yep. Yeah, so um, he's in, you know, he's in um, rarefied VFL slash AFL company. Um, he's you know, you know he's, if we're going to be brutally honest, he's probably lucky that he's played 100 at a club that's been pretty weak. Um, you know, if if he was if he was a Carlton in the seventies and eighties, uh, and he brought the same skill set that he's brought, I don't know whether he would have played a hundred games. He probably wouldn't have got a look in. But um, that's that's raining on the parade, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I think that it's a credit to the he bloke. Have, he's done a couple of these, hasn't he? Uh, no. Yeah, he's definitely definitely one. Definitely ACL. Oh, definitely had one. Rico, oh, whether it's posterior Rico. or anterior, I don't know, but he's, he's he certainly missed he's some games. With yeah, yeah, yeah. With a lot of games with no, but it's a credit. Look, it's a credit to him. Rookie listed player, um, you know, has had more kicks up the ass than pats on the back mm. uh, in his career. Um, and I didn't mean to give him a kick up the ass just then. I, I was just trying to point out, yeah, no, the the relative nature of his hundred v hundred that might have been played by another Carlton player in another generation, but. Um, it's a credit to you, Levi, and um, I reckon he went out there on Friday night knowing that he's, it was his 100th, and it didn't come off for him. He's kicked a 2-3, but um, oh, he, he, he wasn't our worst. He was by far and <coughs> away our worst player. By far, no. Um, on the back of last week, boys, when we asked about a, a possible um, a sponsor for the show, um, there's some generous people out there. Hmm. Twitter fans that we have, right? Uh, Jacqueline Hunt texted me and said um, she'd love to take the three of us out for lunch at the end of the year. Her <laughs> shout, long lunch. Fragger, Franco, Franco Di Zano, Vince's brother, is going to send us some beers. Didn't get here, right, for tonight, but he'll send them for next week. He's got some Coopers, new Coopers out. Lovely. And he wants to send us some beers. Lovely. Um, they're on the way. Lukey Mansfield, how's this for a touch? Good man, Lukey. Would love to sponsor us. Come on, Lukey. But hasn't got the money. No. Says to me, but I'll dip my hand in my pocket to keep yous going. <laughs> but he hasn't got the money. Now, if that doesn't touch you, I don't know what else does. No, nah, it's great, mate. You know, it's just, that is unbelievable. He actually said, uh, he actually said, if we could have, uh, why don't you have members? So they subscribe and have members <laughs> and then once a month draw one out and they can come in and have a yarn with us and whatever. But fantastic to those three people to... Um, uh, go out of their way. Yeah, to go out of their way and actually Indeed. you know want to give us something, you know, whether it's small or big mm. or indifferent. Oh, I just reckon it's unbelievable. Oh, well, uh, we, got a, we got a sense. You miss this because you're not part of the Twitter. They certainly and, and watch on there, Gex. And that's, not, and that's not a bad thing, by the way, by and large, but... Um, you got a sense of it last week when you know you told us oh, about your mum. Absolutely, yeah, it was yeah. Um, mm. it was really strong. Oh, I'm fully aware of the benefits of social media. No, yeah, but it just it comes down to the individuals using it. Yeah, really, no, yeah, it? fair enough. Oh, we read the Jake Lever story this week. You know, I don't know whether you saw Jake Lever's. Jake Lever has decided to just close his Twitter account. Okay, just close it mm. because he's just obviously been copying. Abuse after abuse. Every time he goes on there to just check and see what's going on. It's the gang mentality oh, of it. It's disgusting. Yeah. One in, pack. all in. Yeah, the pack disgusting. And it just generates the worst of people yeah. 
you know, yep. in, that, in that pack mentality sort of environment. Yep. Mm. It's they're protected by their anonymity. You know, mm. no one's going to trace the or, origins of these people's no. tweets, no. which probably should come under a bit more scrutiny. I know it does in some areas. It Twi- can. Twitter it has can. the capacity to, <laughs> to find yeah. out individuals when it is a criminal offence. Mm. And abuse is, if you want to get serious about it. If you abuse somebody and, and vilify them, that's a criminal offence. Yep. But, you know, how far do we want to go with this yeah. stuff? Well, just talking about uh, vilifying and abusing people, um, that's a good leading, Gex. I've got... Uh, they're back. They're back. They're back. The boys are back. We've got uh, the Velvet Sledgehammer. He's back. Mm. Uh, Damien, the, uh, Damien the Parrot uh, Barrett. He's back. And um, Kane, um, Kane Corns. Mm. Every time I look at him, he looks like Barney Rubble. Mm. Now, those three in particular, because they've had a shot at us over the last year or two, but then we've got the fresh one on the scene who, who wants to chime in as well, Sam Landsberger. Oh, ba- Bagsy and Sammy had a nice old ding-dong affair on Twitter yeah, uh, yep, this weekend. Yep. And Sam, if you're out there, mate, uh, the offer still stands. You know Andy, or I'm sure he'd be able no, to contact he's, well, Andy. A good, he's a good man, Sam. I'm sure he is, and he's Andy. got deep connections to the Western Footscray Footy Club, Western Bulldogs. Oh, has he? I thought he was a Crow supporter. No, no, no. I believe he's a Crow supporter. Sam Landsberger. Mm. I don't believe so. I think he is. But anyway, regardless, uh, Lloydie. Comes out with Roe and Jones cannot play in the same team ever again. What? Last week they could. Correct. This week they can't. <laughs> Correct. And that was my state. And next week Zig and Zag will be mm. playing in the back pocket. Correct. For us next You know, give me a break, Lloydie. Beautiful. Seriously, fish and chip rapper yeah. news. Give Barrett. Damien Barrett. This is his ripper. He brought it out last year after we lost seven in a row in the second half of the year. He's brought it out again. Uh, really concerned about Carlton. Uh, they're having a seven. They, they've been on a seventeen-year rebuild. <laughs> seventeen years they've been on a rebuild. Well, last year he said they'd been on a sixteen-year rebuild. Now it's seventeen-year rebuild. Damien, seriously, you got to come out with some better material than that. Seriously, I mean, this coach has been there for for uh, forty-eight years. games. Yeah, He's yeah. won thirteen out of forty-eight, which is not unreal. But we we understand where we are. But Damien, seriously, you got to come out with better than that. And I think I know exactly why you're on the footy show because no one listens to you. You know what? You know what the solution is to these clowns. Mm. You got to you got to pay someone to walk up behind them with a pin, because their egos are so inflated. Mm. You just give them a little prick from behind, and they'll just explode, <laughs> and we'll never see them again. Seriously, mm. they're just full of, they're full of hot air. Oh yeah. Farts, yeah. you know, yeah. all that you want another gassy substance. You, you want another one? We're, all, we're on a oh, roll. We're on a roll. Yeah. On a roll. yeah, why not? Yeah, Kane, Barney, Rubble, uh, Corns. Uh, blues, in my mind, are in crisis mode. Mm. Crisis mode. Crisis mode. And um, Bolton must be very shaky in his boots mm. and perhaps looking at sacking him. Yeah. Uh, because he's got a 13 out of 48 record, 28%. But, but... Why don't you go down the Richo, Alan Richardson path, who's been at St Kilda for probably two or three years more than oh, what... definitely is in his yeah. fifth year. Yeah. He's got 36% win-loss ratio, but no sounds there. Nothing whatsoever. Then you go Sammy, uh, Sammy Hamburger here. Uh, he's another ripper. Well, he actually, look, to his benefit, I will say that he brought out two good stats and that 
the doggies are definitely a younger side than what we were on the on the they park. were on the weekend. They were yep, uh, yep, absolutely. Yep. I looked through it. Hundred percent spot on. Hundred percent games per player spot on, Sammy. But when you bring out the uh, Friday night, shouldn't be the doggies v Blues. Well, come out with some facts, son. I mean, go through last year. I asked you to go through last year. You don't get back to me, mate. You got. 18, 18 Friday night games last year, there was 11 blowouts mm. and seven under four goals. Like, does it really matter who plays on a Friday you, night? No, no. Could you put any two teams together on a Friday night at the moment and think it's going to be a really good game of footy how many and good, close? How many good games of football have there been in 2018? Full, Not a lot. Full stop. Not a lot. It's there was one today. And it's at an all-time low. It's a, Absolutely. It's, a, it's a putrid Absolutely. year. Absolutely. It's been a putrid year. So, to you four, seriously, guys. Yeah. I don't know how you just get paid. Nah, well, yeah, look, and this is... we talk- Do you fall into any of that shit, Andy? Being, being, I'm being honest, as a friend here. Do you go down that path? Have you ever been down that path there that these boys are going down? In what respect? Like uh, lining up someone and making the big... Make, having the hot take on someone? Like just going hard for the sake of... Yeah, only a bit of, yeah. Oh, mate, probably. I, I can't... I, it's not really my go, I mm. don't think. Um... Because uh, these well, are serial offenders. The I ever they went, are serial offenders, yeah, no, hardest, and I reckon they, they love the fact that they're getting a big rise out of uh, it's Carlton ego, supporters. It's ego driven. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. males. That this is what makes the worst out of the male species. It's when your ego consumes you, and you actually have some sort of mindset that you're bigger than anything. You know, you want to be this king of a bloody kingdom. You want to be. This this uh, spokesperson for the masses or something. I don't understand what makes them tick. Maybe maybe it's the people who employ them. It is that are actually putting pressure on them to make a big fat noise and get attraction. But that this in the in in nature, this is what animals do. You know, they get a plume of feathers to attract the opposite species. Or I don't know how you classify these people, but they have to live with their comments because it, nine times out of ten. In two weeks, three months' time, you're going to have to repeat what they come out with, and it'll look like crap's been tipped all over them. Mm. I mean, no, they do, that, that is what they do. In this, you've got to be, um, you've got to be heard. The worst thing, the worst thing you can be in in this caper, not what we're doing, but the caper that you're talking about, Baz, mm. is not to be heard. It, mm. To write something that no one reads or no one talks mm. about, or to say something that doesn't have a ripple effect. If you can create a stir and get people clicking on yeah. you know, clickbait and page turns and all that. Without that, substance uh, and oh, doesn't matter, mate, because, substance. because the thing moves on so quickly, nobody holds any of these people to account. In this caper, very rarely <clears throat> are you held to account for an opinion mm. um, because the game moves on so quickly. And this is why I go back to what we said last week. Because you could hear it starting to bubble away, yes, yes, exactly. you know, a, a fortnight ago. Um, this is why we started doing this podcast because we're an, we're an easy target, we're an easy target, um, and the footy club's not in a position to front foot, you know, any sort of self defence no. yeah. uh, because the numbers don't stack up, and it's a numbers game. So, but we don't know. We're not. 
We didn't start it to blow wind up our supporters and say, Not at all. And say hey, no, guys, no, no. we're always going to give you the positives and no. we're going to tell you we've never all been the that. good stuff, all the sugar-coated stuff. No, we've never been that. And people who listen to the show know that. Mm. Here's what I'll say um, apropos of these guys, right, and the sorts of things that they're bowling up about us now, which is unbelievably predictable and we're, we're an easy target. So line up, have your go, and good luck to you, right? Um, but I think we're all duty-bound as genuine supporters of the club to every now and again take stock of our own opinions. Yeah. Okay, like independent of like the three of us, independent of one another. I don't know how often you do this, but every now and again I'll somebody will say something or I'll see something and I'll go, yeah, actually there's a bit of something to that. Do I how do I feel about that? What do I think? And then you analyze your position mm. on all of the things at the footy mm. club, the individuals mm. who we have pl- playing for us, the direction of the list rebuild, coaches, the coach, whatever. the coaches, the list manager, the mm. president, the, the CEO, whole, the whole box, the and, whole dice. box and dice. Yeah. Okay, back then that was my view, but that was six months ago. Do I still hold that view now? Mm. Have I seen enough? Have I seen evidence to challenge the position I held back then? I think we all have to do that. The worst thing you can do is just be blind. Okay, just have blind faith. Or just be a knee-jerk reactor and go, get rid of them. They're no good after six or seven losses to start a season. The extreme reactions get you nowhere. But every now and again, I think you do have to go, okay, are we on the right track? And you need to, however you analyse these things, I think it's healthy for all of us, Mm. the three of us and everybody listening, to do the same thing. And then you'll come up with your own answer. Well, I told... Uh, Gecko off air a couple of weeks ago I took stock of what I've been saying um, saw dad over Easter and dad's 80-81 now and over a beer he basically I think I can't remember the match that we, we lost and we are horrible I think it might have been the Gold Coast game and he said to me he goes you know he goes we were shit you know mm. and he goes You've been telling me last two years we're coming good we're coming good you always tell me you know yeah, yeah, he goes I'm 81 he goes, I might be fucking dead before we win another premiership. <laughs> Ole! Ole! So that's not, the, not that he's going to be dead. The first well, F bomb. The first F bomb on the show. There you go. Okay. Then my daughter, after the North Melbourne game, was livid. I told Gex all yeah. this, you know. Yep. Livid, absolutely livid. Yep. Gets up off the couch, says to me, Dad, you know, I wish I was born in the 60s like you were to experience eight grand finals or mm. watch 12 and you won eight and all the rest of it, walks away and says, we are shit. So, and you've been telling me for years, you know, stick, 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 and it's all going to happen. So you lie in bed that night and things get to you and you get emotional. Yeah. Well, I got emotional yeah. just lying in bed, looking, <laughs> looking at the ceiling, thinking to myself, am I lying to myself, to my family? Yeah. You know? And... I guess at the end of it all, I had to sort of take stock, like you just said, because if I'm going to preach to the masses, I've got to believe in what I'm saying. So that night, I sort of just thought about things a little bit more and thought, you know, I'm always so positive and so gung-ho about things. Maybe there's times where I need to just simmer a little bit and throw out the clip when it needs to be given and perhaps don't sh- you know? I'd like to think I don't sh- sugarcoat things on here. I think any of us do, uh, but certainly you know those two p- 
points that particular well, over the over those two weeks really got to me. I sort of thought, well, I certainly I didn't speak to, I haven't spoken to Dad about it because yeah, you know, I just wouldn't. But uh, with V, the last couple of weeks it's been a little bit better, and she kind of sees the little sprouts that you know the coach talks about. But um, you know, we'll get onto the game in a sec. But Jesus, a lot, lot, a lot of hard work to be done. So, so do you something you want to say about any of that? Okay. You can take in stock, Gex. Do you ever take stock of what you may or may not believe I, in? I classify myself as the most cynical human being on the planet. I'm, that's okay. I classify myself, classify myself as a realist, mm-hmm. and I don't sugarcoat. I, if I'm going to see a glass half full, half mm-hmm. empty, I'll probably lean middle to, to empty. But, but are you giving this list, this team, a bit of uh, uh, leeway because of where they're at. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and there are, there are a myriad of reasons. Plenty. Yeah. A myriad of reasons. Mm. It's not weighted in any one particular mm-hmm. area more than another. It is a very dynamic and, uh, you know, so many areas to actually think about why we aren't capable of competing at the level we wish we could, um, which we need to discuss. But mm. they're all high-level things, and... The mistake is to macro, uh, micro analyze, to, to, to magnify everything down to the nth degree and mm. look at min, you know stupid statistics and this, that, and the other. One game to the next because mm. you get lost in that crap sometimes. You have mm. to look at the particularly high... the way the game's played these days. Yeah. It can be played in so many different ways. Yeah, I mean there, there are you got to look at it from mm. an external sort of viewpoint and look down at the whole big thing from a distance to really see why these things are going on. And then also with that retrospect, you can see that they will turn in time. Guaranteed they're going to turn in time. It's just a matter of those various issues either being eliminated or evolving into what we need them to be. So before we get on to the game, last... So the taking of the stock, right? So I did, I did a bit of that. Not, not totally, not a total stock take, but I looked at it from a list management perspective this week. In particular, focusing on one thing that's been been suggested and recommended by a few people um, in conversation since Friday night, and that is that if we get the number one or two pick this year, which looks a fair and fair and likely prospect, trade it, trade it. And bring in, and everyone's bowling up a couple of names of guys who are you know, key free, free agents. Bring in, go and get Dylan Sheil or go and get Jeremy McGovern or go and get one of these guys. Give the pick away and go and get one of these blokes because we're light on for senior, you know, middle, mid-level, age bracket, senior, high-quality um, talent. So you say to yourself, well, I said to myself, is that a good idea? Would, would that be something that I'd suggest we do? Or do I think we just keep going the way we're going? stockpile talent. Just get as much good young talent into the club as we possibly can. Can you think of one good reason why bringing Dylan Shield into the club, for example, in 2019 would be a good idea? What the fuck difference is Dylan Shield going to make to us next year? If we gave away the number one or two pick in the national draft, what difference does bringing one player into a club that is still, even if Dylan Shield comes into the mix next year, still at the very, we're at the ground floor of this list rebuild. Bringing one player in it makes no difference. We were in much better nick. Our list was in a much better nick from a seniority and um, 
capability perspective when we bought Chris Judd in and sold Josh Kennedy um, and a, a high-level pick. Where, where'd that get us? We love Juddy. Like Judd's been awesome for the football club and hopefully will continue to be. But it didn't deliver us a flag. We didn't even make a preliminary final. Um, so what's the point? What's the point of doing something like that? So I, I couldn't come up with one good reason why now would be the time to pull the trigger and trade away a valued pick. We'd only do it because we shit ourselves. Yeah. We blink and we shit ourselves. That's the only reason we do that. If we do that at the end of the year, and I don't think Steve will do that. I, I don't think Soss is the type to do that. He's proven in the past that he doesn't blink easy, and I don't think he will. But there's definitely going to be... You watch this conversation gather some momentum in the next couple of months. Carlton needs to get some talent in. It needs to trade the, its first pick, particularly if we do get the first pick. You need to get some talent in. That's, that's what your first or second pick's going to well, be. That's what they do, mate. That's what, and you know what you do? But, but Dylan, surely to goodness, Dylan Shield, um, from our perspective, is not worth pick one or pick two. I mean, if you can get him through the doors, it's not going to be because we've no, dished up dished, no, uh, pick one or no, two. That's what they're saying. They trade the pick away to bring somebody like Danny. And it's just a nonsense. No. It's a nonsense. So, no. um, so, so the bottom line for me is keep going. Keep going. Don't no, blink. I'm glad you brought it up because Don't blink. there's Keep questions going. here from, from Twitter viewers that want... And that was one of the questions was, well, I don't, do I'll, you? Well, and I you wouldn't, don't. but uh, you, I mean, you guys might... You oh, might I, can't have a think of, I can't think of a player out there that... I don't know. I, I just don't. I, I don't... No, I just keep going with the trade, with, not, the, uh, not, with the picks. Not so much Dylan Shield, but I think what we need more of is uh, a people who have come from a winning culture and and um, are able to glean some of that, whether it's a, a learned thing or just a confidence thing of being around somebody like that, that can actually show, be a bit more uh, able to impart some of that knowledge and, and confidence out on the field. I think a lot of our guys are sort of looking a bit for that at the moment. Yeah, well, look, I mean, Darcy Lang and Kennedy have come from two winning sides. Uh, they might be able to inflict a little bit of that. I, I don't know. But in terms of are we ready for what Andy's talking about next year, I'm not, not a chance in hell. When you say Dylan Shield, you're looking for, you're, you're, or, ta- you're or, talking about top five best yeah, midfielders yeah. in the comp, yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. What I'm talking about is not not necessarily that. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like what Brisbane have done with Luke Hodge, but somebody has got a that. bit more foot- similar to that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And West Coast did it with Sam Mitchell. There needs yeah. to be um, just that steadying air. Like at the moment, our senior players, for whatever reason, give the impression to me that they're. They they try their guts out. They mm. give their all, mm. but they're they kind of look a bit all over the place at times. Oh mate, the panic set the panic set in on Friday night, and and this is part of our culture. You know they've 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 played so much of their football in a period of Carlton's history where we haven't been successful that they kind of don't know what the other side of playing that way is. Mm. Well, I agree hundred percent with that. I just think this group has got to find that itself. I, you know, I think the the, the younger demographic yeah. are going to do. That I think they will in too. Time. I think they will too. But it's yeah, it's still this, um, you know, it's still this leftover part of the the culture that exists within our team from yeah. previous previous seasons of um, 
no success. And okay, so any other big picture stuff before we talk about whatever really, whatever you want to talk about from no, the game no, on I've Friday put, night? I, I put this week. I just put it down as positives, negatives. That's all. All right, we'll lead us off with with a with a positive or a negative, whichever way you want to go first. Yeah, I'll go with the negative. Seventeen uh, tackles inside fifty to the Bulldogs. Four to Carlton. Ah, uh, yep. So this is this is part of the micro macro thing that I was talking about here, and this is a this is at the crux of nearly everything that's happening to our team at the moment. Mm. Forward line pressure is a big part of the trends in modern football, mm-hmm. and it's been set by winning cultures yeah. and winning teams sure who have had success. Absolutely, uh, but it, it it's really about team pressure. It's it's bigger than just forward line, but it's it's more obvious in forward line. That's almost the last piece of the puzzle in modern teams, in successful teams, to actually fit that last piece of the. But for us, and for the for the lower ladder sort of teams, I think it's like a team pressure, um, an overall thing, and I I just you just go through our team, and the team that played on the weekend, we had. Three big guys, we had Harry, Levi and Phillips. They're not really capable of that team. Uh, All these guys I put question marks on, not for their ability to try or to be successful in what they do out in the field, but you look at their ability to uh, be around uh, various stoppages or or midfield players plays around, you know, to make up numbers around contested situations. Harry, Levi and Phillips can't really do that. SBS, Dow, O'Brien and Soss, they're kids. They're probably not fully developed. Um, maybe they have the physical strength and endurance to actually do that for four quarters. Um, and guys like, and the senior guys, Daisy, Mullet and Rowe, I've put in that that, that list as well. I I don't think those guys, for whatever reason, can do the defensive running, chasing, adding an extra man into each contest when it counts for four quarters all the time in a game of football as it's played at the highest level. So I'm talking about those those guys I've listed, about 10, 10 guys in total. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, you've got no hope there. And when you compare that yeah. to the way Richmond, who are obviously the, the team everyone's comparing themselves to, Flying. but also any team who is successful on any given day, there are, other than Richmond and maybe GWS away from the MCG, you would probably say every other team bar us at the moment and maybe St Kilda, Brisbane, they can all beat each other on any given week, but it's what they bring on the day. Now, a side like Collingwood has made improvement this year because they have a more even spread of effort. For whatever reason, they've been able to instill confidence in their individuals and they are participating en masse in more contested situations, able to run territory and, and, and contest in numbers all over the ground. So the comparison I'm making is that we don't have those players who can do that on a consistent basis for four quarters. And if you can't, we we are susceptible to pressure when teams apply it to us, but we can't impart it on our opposition. We're not capable of doing it at the level required for a successful AFL team. 
So continue on with your forward no, line conversation no, no. because that's a massive end to what we're talking about. But I think it's a, a total thing as well with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the frustration of that is that um, I think basically on the weekend, Andy, I think we went inside 50. It was very close to as much as what the Western Bulldogs did. Mm. And you're right, Gex. They've probably got more seasoned campaigners. But then, you know, you do look at the, the list of players they had. Um, you know, they only had two players over 26 years of age, and we got 10 over 26 years of age. Yeah, but besides the age, mm. yeah, the, the culture of the Bulldogs, and they, were, they won a premiership two years ago. You can't lose yeah. sight of that fact. Oh, absolutely. They've got, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got 11 their premiership culture players in Absolutely. And their ability to contest and win yeah. those big games yeah, was sure. all based around team defence and manic, that manic running, that manic hustle and bustle from start to finish, it just yeah. overtook their opposition. But I'm basically talking about inside 50 pressure when the ball gets pumped in yep. and comes straight back out again. Now, it, it probably comes down to a bit of like what you're saying, Gex. Extreme, we got played an extremely tall side on the weekend. It was 11 blokes. Ridiculous team. 11 blokes over 190 R- ridiculous, centimetres. Yep. Ridiculous team. And to be honest with you, um, of the other 11... I'll name them. This is this is the the eleven that you're hoping that they run, overlap, outside play, all this sort of stuff. So the eleven over one ninety, one ninety three, you're not really looking for that out of them. But this is the eleven that you've got left: Simo at thirty three, Thomas at thirty, Mullet at twenty six, who is delisted, Ed Kerno, who God love him. Um, at 28, he's he's a, an extraordinary, you know, uh, gut running gut running player, but with little polish. Kerridge at 25, who's in and out of the side. Wright at 28, who's battling. Uh, Kennedy is just coming off an injury uh, at 21. Fisher at 19, who's busting a pooper valve, and he is the one that's absolutely stepped up to the plate. SPS at 19, who's paddling. Dow at 18, who's, you know, shown tremendous, you know, uh, potential in the first five games. And O'Brien at 18. So they're the 11 you're left with to, 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 to play how modern-day football's played. They're incapable. Absolutely. Some of them are incapable at this stage. Some are past their best. Some will never be what we're trying to make them be. Like oh, the mullets and whatever. No, I mean, I agree. Like, I agree. I mean, no, you can't put in what God's left out, and so, so you know, no. I but I mean, you know, that side there, you know, when you've got uh, O'Shea, Plowman, Marchbank, Rowe, and Jones down back, and you've got Harry, Levi, Charlie, Jack, and you're throwing in the middle, you've got Cripps at one ninety-five, and uh, Phillips. That is that is way too tall. Freddie had stadium. Ridiculous. Like, seriously. I mean, people will say, well, what what should we have brought in? Well, okay, I will mention what we probably should have brought in. Cunningham, Paulson, there was another one, and Trilobois, just for the sake of the argument, right? They're the three. Who would you have left out, Baz? Oh, well, I'll say O'Shea. I'll say perhaps Plowman and maybe Jack for balance. Yep. So three extra runners, three smalls. You want heat. Up forward, you might get it. You might not. Cunningham down back might give you the run. 
pulsing up forward. Might give you those tackles we're perhaps looking for. Uh, Lebois might snap a goal. Don't know. But how do you know if you don't put him in? Now's not the time to be timid. Where we are right now, now's not the time to be timid or conservative at selection. There's no point picking teams that you think are going to contain the damage. What what are we what are we worried about? You know what I mean? Like what are we worried about right now? Are we if if Friday night okay if Friday night had to be oh, I think had, I know what they're worried about. They're if, worried about the North Melbourne debacle. They're worried about eighty like thirty point losses becoming 80, 90, 100 That's what they're worried losses, about. Right? So they're they're trying to um, they're probably trying slow to, the game up. Be a bit be have a side that is capable of containing and limited damage. Um, to the best of our possible ability. Now, listen, we are torn to pieces list-wise at the moment. I went down to the VFL um, at Kramer Street on Sunday, Saturday afternoon. Mate, we're in we're in massive trouble. That side did everything it could possibly do to get within eight goals of Port Melbourne. Tried its guts out. Worked its absolute ringer off, that um, Josh Fraser team. They could not have tried any harder. Couldn't have tried any harder. But there's just no AFL quality there. Two of the best three. Nick Graham was clearly our best player. Cunners was flying. Well, when I say flying, Cunningham looked the best player in our team until he did it the hammy halfway through the second quarter or early in the second quarter. Just gone. How, we don't know how long he's out for now. Graham was our best player thereafter. The two next best players are both Northern Blues blokes. Um, Tommy Tom Wilson and um, the kid who kicked exactly. four. Um, Jesse Palmer. Who, you, the more you watch the game, and this is... I've been banging on about this for two years. But the more you watch the game, the more you watched him display forward craft. He kicked four against massive odds. Contrib- got two or three on his own. Like They weren't cheapies over the top. Who's this? This kid called Jesse Palmer. I think it's Jesse no. Palmer. The guy who wears number three. Stand to be corrected. Yeah. Got the ponytail. Um, it looked like he knew what he's doing. That knows how to play forward. But the cupboard she's bare made at the moment. McCready... Paddy Kerr worked his ass off, eventually kicked three. Big tick. Big tick. Reward for effort at the end. It was not a great day for him in the position he plays. Can't fit him in the side at the moment. Har- no, you can't. You can't Impossible. bring him in at the moment. Can't drop Levi. Can't nope. drop H. Can't drop anyone. And him. I heard him talking about this at the end of the day. I mean, I heard um, the coach talking about this, that some, he agreed with a, with a comment made that your forward line look, looks too top-heavy at the moment with Mackay, Levi, and Charlie. And he said, "Yeah, we might have to do something about that this week." Well, I don't. No, I, I, I'm actually not. I'm not too disappointed in those three. Oh, mate, I've got it's no the, problems. It's with... the other three. Yeah. No, no, no. It's no, the no. other three. Who are the other three? They're the they're the problem. We get no goals out of our midfield and no goals out of our so, small forwards because the small forwards are not front and center. No, nah, no. Nah. Right? They don't get they don't get crumbs. No. Nah. And um, uh, our midfield is. Uh, it's not. It hasn't got that pungency at the moment. Well, to it has kick. got pungency. It does. We've got a lot of pungency about it. <laughs> For the wrong punch. reasons. Um, <laughs> What's the what, uh, what, what? Punch. You know the ones that cross fifty and kick the goal. Oh no, we said this one. No, no one runs to forty-five at Carlton mm. kicks a goal. Mm. No one. They don't have a burst quality to them. No, at all, well, no. no. no and so, look, that was just a, a little negative. I thought I'd throw out there and. Whatever reason, um, we're talking about. I think the coach talked about turnover goals. Well, that did just coach killers. Oh, mate, the kicking, the kicking in the first quarter. It was seven, eight goals out of the eleven came oh, from turnovers. Mate. But it's what? not just kids. 
Oh, no, no, no. no. Like, oh, no, Simo, no, no. Simo There's so oh, many lazy, silly, plowman, inexplicable Simo. stuff. Plowman. I want to touch on Plowman. He's in the leadership group, right? Now, last week I, I, I tried to stick up for him and say that there's some sort of uh, uh, problem with his hip or whatever. Well, I'm not going to listen to that garbage anymore. No, mate. I'm not listening no, to that no, shit. No. Uh, if you're he not has right. no urgency in his game whatsoever. He, he gives me the impression he, he's a conservative player. Like he, he is. He, he, he is. He wants to sort of almost be anonymous out there and get away with some comfortable sort of possessions and, you know. Like he's, he's, he's absolutely spot on. He's always got That's a how ni- he's playing. He's always got nice Mate, efficiency you got to play with some urgency, figures. son. Play with some urgency. Yep, yeah. You know, like, uh, I want to see him. Impact. Yeah, absolutely. Run and, and tackle someone. Uh, try at least to run and tackle someone. Uh, his one-on-ones at the moment are oh. not great oh, at Pal- all. What about the one that Bon and Pally fixed him up with the other night? And he admittedly, he was on the wrong side. The kick to Bon and Pally was a good one. Mm. That one-on-one about twenty. Yeah, he was so easily worked out of that. Pushed off. Oh, contest. and and if you and here's yeah, the look on his face. He was there was a, there was a look of resignation before the ball had even got to Bonapelli's hands. Mm. Oh well, I've been done. Oh well, you know. And well, the ex Carlton player got him too. Uh, or Northern. Oh, uh, Dale. Dale. Yeah. He yeah. got him. Yeah. I, yeah. Even Dale got him. There were, you know what? The thing is, in the past, I, I and perhaps you guys have stuck up for him because he's played on smalls and blokes a bit bigger. On the weekend, I'm sorry, there was at least three players he could play on in the forward line of the doggies forward line who were all perfect matches for him. Perfect matches. He wasn't on his own. I, I agree with yeah. that, but he wasn't on his own. Like, we had, like, Levi, Mackay and Charlie all had really good opportunities to take overhead marks against lesser opponents, and they all double-clutched and fumbled mm. and dropped stuff that they should have caught. Oh, it was killing me because the conditions were perfect. Mm. Mm. They were perfect, and they were, they were another team who were gettable. Oh, no, there was a oh, winnable no, game. Absolutely. Oh, no, absolutely. If we'd game. taken our chances, and we did have chances to take marks inside 50, we mm. did have chances, but nobody took the bit between the teeth and said, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm well, going to be the guy tonight. Well, it didn't happen. I, I can't believe we've ended up with 15 apiece inside 50 yeah. marks. Yeah. Can you believe that? 15 marks we took inside yeah. 50, and so did they. Oh, I couldn't believe that stat. Well, and we like, only had 19 shots at goal. There's they, another problem. They hit the post four or five times, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but yeah, Still, oh, they sure. gave us a for chance. Sure. Charlie hit the, he hit the post a couple, couple Well, Charlie, Char- mm-hmm. seven minutes to go, was it? He's a, he had shot to kick, the goal. Had to kick it. He kicks that. It's two goals, oh, the no, difference. No, it's no, game no, on. Had to yep. kick it. Which it would be incredible. I, honestly, we had a couple of people over, and we are all sitting there and just basically saying, uh, I looked at the scoreboard, three goals behind. I looked at the scoreboard, four, goal, four goals behind, three goals behind, four goals. It was always hovering around that sort of margin. I think it got out to a game high of about 30 points. But seriously, to me, throughout the night, it felt like we were eight goals down. Hmm. We were trying our guts out. Nothing works, as per usual. But it really felt like an eight-goal game. But then all of a sudden, you get a little bit of luck in the... Well, not luck, but we were trying hard all night. But in that last quarter, similar to the week before against um, West Coast, you go into the last quarter, and the chips are down. They're 24 down, I think, at three-quarter time. I think we're about 
28 down against West Coast. And again, you're probably thinking, well, if it feels like eight goals, the difference, it'll end up being eight goals by the end of the mm, match. Mm. But they don't. They stuck it out. They have a go. But again, little things along the way. The, the Charlie one, I think there was one or two other glaring mistakes well, late what about in the that? game. What about, what about, and who does this in 2018 in this league? But that check side kick. By Dale Thomas. Oh, what the, I mean, what was that? I forgave him for the diagonal torpedo, which came off. Was it, in the end, it was a beautiful It kick. was, but it was a massive risk. It was a huge I, I know, risk. Could have gone anywhere. There. He, he, burnt, he right. burnt Levi Hats once. off to you, Dale. It came off. But if you're charging inside 50 and you think that you're going to control a banana kick and hit someone on the chest or even get it in the vicinity of an oncoming forward, you have got to be joking. Who does that in this league? What team tolerates a it's player doing enough. that in this no. league? No, no team no. tolerates a player doing that in this league. It's very smart, Arshish. Oh, but no. it's but it's just it's it is that. Yep, it is. But it's, it's just it's arsish, the percentage, the the low percentage of it. What it says to your teammates? How much every other Carlton player would have gone? What the? What is that, mate? <laughs> What are you doing? You know, we're like you say, we're busting our ass, which they were, which we they were, do. Look, the last Charlie Kerno, Charlie Kerno worked his absolute ringer off. Nothing all night worked. Long. There. Nothing worked. Nothing for him worked. All night. There. He had one of those. Yeah, he kicks one four. Nothing he, he, he could have been. You know, oh, could have been a match winner. Absolutely, could have been. Slips know. over. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one thing about Charlie though, he, which I believe he needs to cut out of his game is that turning yeah, back into yeah, play, automatic play. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, his, uh, well, his, you know, yes, yes, that know, as well. Yeah. But turning back into play. Yeah. Yep. Charlie, oh, his honestly, de- mate, his decision a, making in an in a uh, in the tran- transitional stages of of play. He makes some really bad decisions. All I'm going to say about it. He puts him. himself under undue he pressure. He does. Yes. Yes. But every mistake he makes is for the right reason. Exactly. I understand that. Right. But he's been doing it yep. all all if, season. If he if he's in a once he's in a good team, this is why I get frustrated because they're not correcting their mistakes from one week to the next. They're they're repeating them. And I don't forgive after a few yeah, rounds of the same the, shit. The mistake that the mistakes that he's making are not the mistakes like, um, uh, oh, which there's so many of them. Remember last year. So many of them. Remember the last bullshit, year. The bullshit that between Jones and Marchbank in that third quarter, the, the drop Marchbank, Marchbank drop Mark. Mm. They um, flew together, didn't the, they? Lupinski kicked the Did goal. Did they fly together? It was compl- it was like Seagrain amateur stuff. Mm. It was embarrassing. Mm. It was embarrassing. Some of the kicking the first quarter, um, the Kurnow play on was horrific. It was absolutely horrific. The SPS playoff and horrible kick to Marchy, another one was just crap at this level. The Phillips drop Mark, um, McLean kicked the goal. It was in the second quarter, mm. deep in defence. Mm. That's the stuff that gets you dropped, Andy. That's the stuff that you go back to the twos, mate. You can't afford to let... Even if you drop that mark, it has to be dropped forward. It can't go through your hands out the back. Mm. It just can't do it. It was uncontested in the end. Straight through the hands. They kick a goal. There was, there, I wrote... They're all over the... My notes are all over the joint. Just back on Charlie before you do. And I'm not picking no, 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 on Charlie. Yep. I'm just... Remember last season, we were on his back early in last season where he would take a mark and not go back. He wouldn't go back Far enough. and yeah. make space for himself yep. for that next kick. Yep. Yep. 
He hasn't learned from those things. This is what I'm getting frustrated about. He should have drilled into him now. I've got to sprint backwards get off your for mark. four or yeah. five steps, yeah. get, clear that space, so I and and at the same time look at my next option, mm. and then go. Well, you get. I've you done know? my. I've done my level one. You don't turn blind. I've you don't my... go to your wrong foot. You don't handball straight over a mark, a guy on the mark, and have it hit his hands. You've got to do the smart things, which are the easy things, to make yourself a better player. So, well, yeah, you so you on the tins, that. as. So as poor as we perhaps have been in the first six weeks, and naturally we're 0-6, first time in our history, um, we've had the absolute blowout against North Melbourne, which we, we'd like to think that's an aberration. Every other game we've we've had... Look, let's be honest, we haven't really been great in any of our other five matches. No. But we've lost to Richmond, who are a damn good side. Mm. By four goals. We lost to the Gold Coast by, I think, around about 30 points. And it was horrendous. Our distribution of the ball that day was absolutely horrendous. Uh, Collingwood, four goals. West Coast, 10 points. And on the weekend, 21 points. So I guess the point I'm making is, like, as bad as we've... um, have been with the ball, if a little bit goes our way, those results, I'm not saying that those results turn completely our way, but just little increments have to go our way to perhaps stay in the contest for a little bit longer and give these guys a little bit of confidence that that worked, that worked. The other work, the other week it didn't. Just a little bit of something. It's... Sometimes it looks like a million miles away to mm. me. No, I, Sometimes it looks so far away I can't even see it. Sometimes I analyse it and think, the end result wasn't horrific with a little bit of what you're talking about, Gex, the Charlie things and you, Andy, Just about tidying stuff a little up. tidy up, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm. It's, it's not unsurmountable. No, I, think. I, I think you make a really good point. Um, I do. And look, it it comes down to... Is that looking at it a little bit too rose-coloured glasses? Is that a little bit too soft? No, because with a a bit more manpower that is actually available to us now, like not now because the blokes I'm talking about are injured, I'm not talking about... In the next half a dozen games, in the second half of the year, let's say. I'm not talking about what these young kids are going to be like in four years. But in 2018, if you could get... If you had four of the eight or nine that should be in the team that aren't yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. pick any four. But I don't care which four you oh, pick. Whatever. Just pick any four oh, of them. Murphy, Williamson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn and Cruiser. Right? Whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just pick four of them. Any four you want, yep, pick whatever. those four and whack them in. And then pick your team and drop the four you don't want to have in the team and see how much better the team actually looks. Well, you might have knocked over the West Coast Eagles. We might have beaten the Western Bulldogs. Who know, you just you don't know. We could be two and four instead of zipping six, not, yeah. and all the wolves aren't yeah. baying you know, at the full moon. And not necessarily wins, but just much better performances, performances. Four quarter performances, which I've, I think, overall, I don't know that we've had a four quarter performance this year yet. Have we? No, probably no, no not. chance. No chance. Probably not. No chance. Scoring shots at goals. 
You know, round one, 20 shots at goal. Round two, 22 shots at goal. Round three, 21 shots at goal. Round four, 10. Round five, 19. Round six, 19. Yeah, Nowhere near that, Those types of things are about, okay, we started with an uncontested football mindset when we went four to the ball, four to the ball, four to the ball. That, that becomes a shootout situation where the scoreboard opportunities are going to be more. Well, I, think then, got, I don't then, think we have. Then after about three rounds, we folded back into our old style of football. We slowed everything down again. Then you weigh up what opposition you're playing and what they allow you to do. So you can't really just... That's why I'm saying statistics. You shouldn't analyse too much. As yeah, no, far I as think that's right. No, that no, no, no that's true. But I, I but do they're believe... They're not trends as such because there are always reasons for well, them. Well, you know, 22 shots at goal is the most we've had all year. Yeah, but in two different because styles of Because we were footy. full of first season effervescence and we thought we could skate on ice when we couldn't and we just charged forward of the ball. So, And we started like a bull out of the gate. We but got a, to jump but on our, the opposition. I'll tell you, I went through all our contested footy this year and contested numbers have been pretty much on equal terms with our opposition. The last three weeks, uncontested footy, they have just blown us out of the park like 60, 70 more uncontested possessions than what we've had. And for a side who, um, well, I can see that they pride themselves on contested footy, and they'd probably like to get the game a little bit more contested than what it is at the moment, when the opposition is just running away from us and overlapping and use handball, flicking around like the doggies did the week before the um, West Coast used the corridor, you know, at nauseam, our blokes just... We're incapable of getting back to clog it up. Incapable. Yeah, because we let. Well, our turnovers are terrible. Yeah, and we let tra- we let opposition transition flow yeah. too quickly. We you, can't block it and stop when it. When you turn the ball over in the wrong place, um, you know, at the wrong time, you you're open to be cut to pieces. And at this level, against most sides, they're going to be good enough to do it to you. You know, so and we invite it. We invited. I mean, that's my 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 notepad's just full of, you know, what the fucks. Like I couldn't. There was so much stuff that decision, and all of them. I mean, Paddy Cripps, like, why did he lay that ball off to Sam Petrescu? Seaton? Like, what what was what were we doing? I, I don't. There were things that we we're doing that were. Um, well, Paddy made some interesting. Decisions he did. I mean, so ball. it's not. I'm not picking on the Camo Shays of the world. It's all of them. It's our good players are doing things that sort of you just go. And those, what was those, that? What were those, you doing that those for? Those scrubby kicks out of a contested situation where you're just throwing it on your boot. I, I, that's just a waste of everybody's well, it, time. It probably is. It's a panic thing. Yeah, but no, we panicked. We can't. We've got to play with a bit more poise. You know. We've got yeah, to, it's a word I wrote down. We've got to go back and across rather than just blindly forward. I mean, that's that's mm. what dumb teams do. No, I agree with that. One thing I will say as well about this whole how we're playing scenario, I think it was it was kind of laid out all in one game for us on Friday night. In the first quarter, for some reason, we've started with round one in our heads again, thinking, let's go 100 miles an hour forward. We're going to go uncontested, spray it into the forward line. We're going to run like crazy people, fizzed up to our eyeballs on adrenaline, and we're going to go crazy! And make a million mistakes. So we did that for the first quarter and made a million mistakes and drove everyone insane. 
So then at quarter time, they said, nah, that's not working. We're just going to go back to the opposite sort of style. We're going to go back to our numbers behind the ball and slow it down and get an extra into the contest. And we're going to sort of slow and make sure the opposition don't score. So it's one extreme to the bloody opposite. <laughs> what I'm trying to no, what do you, work out yeah. here is let's not play one or the other. Let's play no, just a nice... Medium tempo football where we're actually doing a bit of everything. You know, not going 100 miles an hour. Let's go 75 miles an hour. And let's not go everybody behind the ball. Let's just put one behind the ball and we'll have maybe somebody behind the contest for an out for the uncontested get that Cripps gets. He can sort of handball it behind the pack to get somebody set up front onto the play. Just use the ball better instead of turning it over with stupid football. It, yeah, it, was it, was I just it, think there's a middle ground to what we do. What was Cohesion. Cohesion. Yeah, but I, I know what Gex is saying. I, and I, I wrote this down. I, wrote, I, I should have wrote, written down what time it was early. And it was about halfway through the first quarter. I couldn't believe how high up the ground, and it, con, it continued until halfway through the second quarter, when it, they seemed to maybe, maybe the game settled into its pattern a bit more by then. But... Sam Rowe was getting sucked that high up the ground early in the game. And I was thinking, what are you? I know Boyd got in in an early one, but so did Kennedy last week. So I wasn't overly worried about that. And Boyd could have kicked three, but he missed. So we weren't getting hurt on the score. But I'm backing Sam to, you know, work his way into the contest. I'm not overly worried about that. But I kept watching him. He was up on the wings. And I'm thinking, this is not the way we want to play. We want Rowe back deep being that sort of linchpin well, bedrock general. Well, they're the worst night of, of since he's been at Carlton, that's the worst game he's had yeah, Carlton March yeah, by a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but row deep, Marchbank Jones in the intercepts and the sweep setup guys, Plowman sort of in between, that seems to be the way I want that the, the defence should set up as far as I can tell. But Joe, uh, Rowe was being allowed to be dictated to by them, which threw us into a complete tailspin defensively. Like we were, by quarter time, they, they felt like the ascendancy was theirs and they'd been peppering away and the ball Absolutely. had been coming in. And Absolutely. we were all over the shop in the back half. And but I was those, thinking, those scenarios tend to be dictated by the momentum and yeah, but, who's controlling but, but, the game. But this is what I was saying. Yeah. You're was talking it still to, in the balance or was. Oh, yeah. No, no. Well, yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. It was. Okay. A, but, so this is what you're talking about, I think. Like, how do we want to play? How do we want to play? Let's play the way we want to play. And if we want Sam Rowe on the team and he needs to be a deep defender, well, Sam, you be the deep defender, mate. You play on whoever comes your way. And if they want to take you up the field, you let him go. Mm. And then March, it becomes Marchbanks or, or Plowman's responsibility. But we need you here because when you're here – that allows Jones to do what he does, and that allow- hmm. so we need to work that out. And I thought it looked okay against West Coast. Now different ground, different opponent. Understand, but hmm. let's just pl- play the game on our terms. And if they're good enough to knock us over and whatever, well, good luck to them. But hmm. don't we want to? Don't we want to see something? Don't we want to? Is that what we want to do or not? Do we want our team to play a certain way? Look. Do it. Do I don't I, know, mate. I mean, I, you know, you've, you've got to question the way they're getting coached, you know, by their line coaches and 
There'll be a reason for it. Like absolutely, there'll be a reason for absolutely. it. Absolutely, like, Dale I mean, Amos or someone could walk in here right and say, "I'll explain to you why Roe was yeah, well, up as high I, as you." And I go, "Well, fair enough." I, I, I very rarely that. hear him say, "Oh, you know, that's not how we wanted to play." You know, he basically always puts it down to turnovers and errors and whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he very he, maybe beyond the scenes, you know, they might get a little bit more. Uh, Tin tacky and, and whatever. But We're probably nitpicking here. Well, um, possibly, possibly. But look, I mean, on the positives, you know, Cripps, Fisher, Carriage, Thomas, Phillips, Dow, I think by and large they're the ones that showed that they're uh, in a fair deal of form at the moment and continue to grow, all of them, really. I mean, yeah. Fisher, already got another 28, 28. or something. Yep. We, we said no, last week, are these young guys capable of conti- continuing that? Absolutely. Those types of numbers. Absolutely. And O'Brien, no. O'Brien, no. No, he was quiet. No, he was quiet. He was quiet. And that's, you know. that's clearly an understandable yeah, thing. Game three. Game You're going to yeah, see that. Third game of footy. But Fisher has taken the next step, well, especially in these last two weeks, obviously. No doubt. You, you asked Andy who was going to put their hand up, and he's put his hand up and two weeks in a row. The captain's out. He stood up, realises there's uh, issues. And he's trying to do something about it. I mean, I actually thought, you know, even Kerry ended up with well, like 28. I thought he went reasonably well. Um, Thomas is going, having probably the, well, he's definitely having the best year he's had at Carlton. Uh, Phillips thought was okay. And Dow continues to impress, although he's another one that just, unfortunately, you can see him working overtime. He fumbled and, a bit on Friday. Yeah, there was... The, yeah, yep. absolutely. There were things that weren't going his way. Yep. Yep. But, you know, then you look at Cripps, takes the captaincy over two weeks in a row, and, you know, it's going to be like round six, Western Bulldogs v. Carlton, you know. Uh, Carlton, Pete yep, Cripps, of course. three votes. Yep. I mean, it's, it's two weeks in a row mm. against all the... The odds. All the odds. Yep, yep. yep. Now, this is a man that just, he refuses to give in, refuses to give in. And, and I remember, I think, last year, Andy, you might have said something like, he's a bloke that, you know, contest after contest after contest, and he doesn't care about the scoreboard, and he doesn't care about whether the ball's in the in deep in the back pocket or deep in the forward pocket, wherever the ball is. He just smashes in again, just rips the ball out from wherever it is, and just wants to give it to somebody, somebody running by, and hopefully that somebody doesn't cock it up. Unfortunately for him at the moment, he is getting a little bit of support, but it's not the um, the breakaway types that we want. Oh, well, look, here's the reality of Patrick Cripps. He's contracted to the end of 2019. Is that right? Uh, well, yeah, I think that's about Well. Right. We better. That's the. That's. We better now, start looking much better than we are now in two thousand. I don't want his heart to get broken. Mm. He's a West Australian boy. I, I don't want his heart to get broken by, um, and I, I don't think he is that type. I don't think he's the side. I don't. I don't reckon he's going to bail, but um, everybody else is resigning. I, I can't. I think that is an absolute priority for the football club. Mm. We need. We need Patrick Cripps' signature God, uh, as soon as possible. For you know, to 2023. Thanks very much. Like whatever, just we need him to. We need him. We need we need him more than any other player on the list at the moment. To because he's, uh, you said it before. There all was the about the 
bringing the blokes in who have got a bit of wherewithal and know-how from successful mm. you know organisations. Well, no one needs that more than Paddy Cripps. He needs yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah. needs that more than anyone else. There's that last layer, isn't yep. there? There's that last layer that we need to put across our better players to just make them think that they're better than average. You know, better that the team they're playing for is is going to start winning and winning often. And the reason we're going to win often is because we're just going to do things better than better, everyone else. Just do it better. Um, Jack, I'm just about done. I didn't, but Jack Silvani. So we got Adelaide Saturday night. Now it's going to be that's going to be tough. Obviously, it's going to be you know, really tough, and um, you know, expectations for a win will be you know minimal. I would have thought. Uh, what do we do with Jack? The the bloke tries his hardest all the time, but he's he. He looked, he's got a touch of the Jacob Wiedering's about him at the moment, I reckon. He mm. looks like a bloke who is almost, oh, God, wishing it wasn't him. Um, yeah, I, I, I sensed, even that night he played against Rance, I sensed he just wasn't playing with the same sort of purpose as he had in his first year or two, you know? So I don't, I, I don't know what's going on with Jack. What's his attributes, do you think? Is is good attributes? He's not showing his best attributes. Well, what this year. What do you think they are? I think he's honest. I think he's a team first player. I think he's brave. I think he's smart. got. I think he's a smart player. I think when he's good, he's got good hands. Um, That's an ha- issue at the moment. I can't. He can't. He can't. He cannot. Can't clutch moment. onto it at all at no. the moment. And when he gets it, he he looks lost, you know. Like the the kick, the step, and the kick last week to Harry was that was good. But there's they're few and far between when he gets it. I mean, even the goal the other night, he nearly he nearly stuffed that up. Hmm. He sort of bumbled off his shin, so, you know. Yeah. So um, I, I I don't know what I don't know what the right thing to do with Jack is at the moment. Whether the ball we just hits lo- the turf. No, well he's he's limited. I mean he's. He's limited. Like that's what I was getting at. No, he's, he's limited. Obviously, there's though. issues that... He played well in the week he played in the twos, from all accounts. But mm. does he need Does he need more... T- do we need a different typing than him at the moment? Do we need... If we're going to have somebody in who's, who's getting seven or eight touches a week, which well, is well, what he's getting... This comes back to the problem of having, like I said, Levi... I agree with you, man. Levi, to- Harry, Charlie, hmm. Jack. I totally agree with you. So it's, t- it's top heavy. If you're going to miss, this is where the numbers do count. I mean, once you start getting below 10 possessions a game, plus all of the minor parts of those possessions, the one percenters. Okay, the, if he's kicking three a week with his eight touches. Defense, oh, I don't care about the touches. The defensive efforts, it's, the ability to get to contest. If you're not participating at that level, mm. even if you're not getting a lot of the ball yourself, you're not impacting the game. If you can't impact the game then you're not helping your team. So it's a it's it's um it's just something that has to be addressed on this has to be an arbitrary thing. It can't you can't use your heart and soul in those No, decisions. you cannot. No, you cannot. So you you really have to use the numbers in those situations and, and set benchmarks for players and say, Well we think you're at least at this level and you have to show us you can play at that so level. So you pick it would you what do you do? What's your well, short term call? I'm not, I'm not just uh using Sosson no, no, as no, an example but here. But I'm asking you specifically about him now. Well I I think Jack needs probably to go back in the twos for a couple of two yeah. or three weeks until he can show us a bump in form, basically. What about you? Uh, unfortunately, yes. 
Yeah, same. I agree. I agree. Um, don't have the answers of who comes in. That, the that's side, the thing. I mean, the it might you... be. I, I was, did Paulson show anything? Oh, he tried hard. Anything? But I, don't, I haven't seen the stats. So, Nothing. you know, like I can't believe, I thought um, Darcy Lang. Okay, well, he, he sort is of the one. paddle, but, but, he's but the he, one. he's had 17 or 18 touches. Well, I didn't see him get 17 or 18, right, but, okay. you know. But he is the one that perhaps in another week or two, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be the absolute lock. Yeah. If, if Jack wasn't week. going, yeah, exactly. But if Jack week. wasn't going well, if, if if Jack holds on to his spot against Adelaide, and I think the week after possibly, I think we've got Essendon. But if Jack was to um, put in uh, another indifferent performance on the weekend, yeah, and Lang showed that he can play the four quarters, well, he's absolutely that. That's bang bang. Oh, of course. This is where Jared Garlett's letting himself down right now. Like he, you know. Oh, mate. And, and, this, and, and, and Lamb, Jed Lamb's yeah. another one that's letting himself down. Yep. Yep. You know, these are the ones that you, you yeah. sort of like think, well, at the start of the year, I said, gee, we've got some options, some small forward options. Yeah. Well, at the moment, it's bullshit. No, they've dropped. They've all dropped like flies. They really have. And this is disappointing because it's an area that I thought, well, if, if you're going any good at the moment, You'll hold down a spot here, hmm. or two, or three, but at the moment I can see them. They are just throwing them in left, right, and centre. Now, oh, I did see bloody right have an enormous amount of time down back on the weekend. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that he was expending so much time down back. Well, maybe they're throwing him down there for a reason. Hmm. Maybe it's yeah, a bit, that's you know. that, that's a possibility, mate. You're going to spend some time if you're not going to yeah, do the right yeah. thing. If you're not going to get front and centre yeah, and do possibly, the hard yards, yeah. like blue yeah. collar it a bit in the forward line, maybe we will chuck you down back. Possibly and, was that when not? they threw uh, Johansson forward for a little while? Could have uh, been was there in the last quarter. Yeah, okay. Uh, look, there is. I mean, I know we don't want to bang on about stats, but I thought our tackling at least. In general terms, not so much in the forward 50, but in general terms, like we've been pretty low this year. The last two weeks uh, since the North Melbourne debacle, uh, they've gone up to 63 and 68. So that's getting to where, you know, AFL standard is required. Uh, we can You can do better, a lot better, but certainly now at least, at least you can see them making a concerted effort to realise that, you know, the amount of pressure other sides put on us, we need to equal that. Oh, of course. So yeah, tackles the last couple Anyone of weeks between West Coast and the Doggies and us, it's been... It's, it's, the, been, it's the minimum standard. Really. Minimum That's standard. Right. It, right. It's got there. It's almost there. But The best teams are putting on 20, 30 tackles a quarter now. Yep, yep. So you're looking at, you know, 80 plus. So we're not there yet, but it's on the improve. Right. Anyone? Anything else before we look? What I, I texted you guys in the first quarter. The first example of what I've been talking about with Ford, for a Ford moving to the ball and a pass perfectly placed for the Ford to mark it, and that was Wright took a mark mm. just outside of fifty, and when he kicked it. I was right behind the kick again, behind the goals. I thought, what's he doing here? But he he knew and Levi knew exactly what was going to happen. There was connection. Levi led as he kicked it to a designated spot that they both knew the ball was going to go to. And he clunked it because the guy that was in In front front. of him was stationary and had no chance of getting the ball. What was the result? A freaking goal. 
So it can be done. It's like pulling teeth out of your bloody mouth, but it can be done. And I did see early on in the game forward movement. It, it, it was almost said to me, that, well, they have tried to address this during the week. But it phased out as the game went on because they went back into their old habits for various. They changed the tempo and the style yeah, of the game. The, the buzzword is connection between your defenders and your midfield and connection between your lead-up forwards and the kicker. And the other thing... Connection. The that's other thing the, I'll the, mention... It's, the, it's a buzzword. The other buzz thing word. I'll mention is Harry Mackay, for a tall man, when he has the ball in his hand outside of 50... He has a very good head on his shoulders for ball use. He, he, because he thinks like a Ford, because he is that person, he's looking for the, if I was if I was down there, what would I be doing type of mentality. So he's looking for movement straight away. And he will actually go, he won't even kick it until he sees a guy moving towards him. And he always tries to put the ball out in front of the guy and hit the guy in to, to best position. I think two weeks in a row, there was a passage of... And I, I'll mention the three players, but I can't quite remember. But it was it was like uh, Charlie to Harry yeah. to Levi might have been this week. And last week, it was the same three against West Coast. And You reckon they're, they're waxing a bit? No, 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 no. Oh, certainly not. No, it's it's beautiful to watch because if we don't have the uh, leg speed at the moment and be able to run up and down like um, other clubs do, if you can pinpoint 40, 50 metre passes like hmm. those two, well, then you've just saved someone. You've saved a lot of leg speed Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Well, Hawthorne did. You know, just hit them up. Years. Hit them up. Hawthorne yeah, no. went quick. It was, I think it worked a few times actually over the last couple of weeks, but we need to get, you know, Goal avenues from other areas. And, Just, and when these yeah. guys take a mark, somebody should be running past them. Well, that's you know? another thing too. I five mean, I don't see a lot of that. Happening. We don't spread. We don't no. Run and spread. No, we don't it's, do it. It's, it's, it's almost like a conservative. We don't do it. Conserve energy. Uh, look, just just a few little basic questions that people have uh, been asking us throughout the week. Uh, well, you've already covered one, Andy, about giving up the pick one or two. That's not. Oh, that's doesn't look like. Uh, it's a nice one. Uh, small forwards probably don't have. The, we've covered that. Don't have the answer at the moment, without Pickett and Lang, at the moment. Yeah. So we've covered that. Uh, Kerr people want Kerr at the moment. I can't see yeah. that happening with no. the tall f- can't forwards. Can't fit anymore. No, 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 that's not no, going to happen. Not yet. No, keep going though, Pat. Um, keep going, Paddy. He's doing he's certainly, certainly. Going well. And oh, look. I mean, we probably don't have time for it now. But uh, people have been saying, what is our best six or seven? that we would like in a perfect world if they're all fit and going. Six or seven. Oh, well, six, the back six, oh, well, but we always play the seventh on the bench. Oh, so. let's, let's come up with that next week. Yeah, okay, you know? we'll try and cover that in the next week. Uh, they just want you to rate Pickett. I've certainly got Bert on that. I've you got rate Bert. Pickett? Going Jared forward. Pickett? Yep. Of course. Yep. Yep, me. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, the yeah, most course, exciting yeah. player yeah. in the club. Yeah, he was yeah. making huge steps. Yeah, so was the bloke asking the question. But oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, no. So that, that was yeah. the... No, Incredible upside. In mm. terms mm. of a bloke who uh, we can ill afford to... Like, if we had to rank our ill afford to lose players mm. from, you know, top to bottom, he'd be in the top 10. Speed, X Factor. Uh, no, many other, any other and he players. And he was starting to come out of his shell as a player. starting to believe in himself a bit. Will he be able to go through the midfield at any stage? Absolutely. Uh, no, I'm really? not sure. I'm not sure. The four bounce run-ons? You're kidding no, me? I don't know. Don't know. 
I don't think he's got. He's already oh, shown he can do it oh, from the what wing. What do you mean for a sustained period of time? Midfield. No, he's a burst player. No, well, 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 that's what we're talking no, about. No, he's saying it? have a run through the midfield. Run like for a bounce here and there. No, no, for like one, one, actually get in for the centre bounce. Yeah, stoppages. Yeah. Like for one here and one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. Anyone can yeah. do it for one bounce. Or run off there. the half back line. Or yeah, bounce. like a yeah. spitter, yeah. mate. Spitter. A breather. Spitter, yeah. Spitter. All right, well, next week we'll do our best. Well, I've got Williamson and Burnie. My. They're oh, they're a lock in my back six if we're flying. Mm. They're in my back six. Yep. When everyone's up and flying, that is, yeah. That's it's right. the tools of the issue. Like where are you going now with the tools? Mm. Is Weidering in your best back? If well, so hang on a minute, you've got Williamson, Byrne, and Simo. Obviously, those three. Yeah, of course. And then you got, and then you've only got. The th- sorry, then you'll allow yourself four tools, three and one on the bench. Well, I've got Dockety. Do. I've got Dockety mid. If the squad is fully fit, you don't pick a. Lay down Mazzara 18 to 22 every single week. It's you not have that, to Gex. look at the opposition. It's not that. It's not no, that. No, no, it's not, not this is just that, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the sake of the exercise, I, I, just, I, to, just to let people you're know. Playing, I don't think it's fair to say oh. best six because oh, well, it, it, against against last week's game, we had our we had a different back six that worked. And this week, the same back six didn't work, and that's because two different forward lines. Yeah, well, you had you had West Coast with tools, and this week they had no tools. So it, it, you can't. You, there's no such Marcus. thing in our team. Right. We have players. Yeah. We have players that are suited to certain players, and yeah. other players who aren't. Yeah. No, I, they they understand that, but just in, for the sake of the argument, though. Can, right before there. we get to the votes, can I read? The, uh, somebody tweeted this out. There was a Carlton Cheese guy. I think Mike tweeted this out. Mm. There's some the Reese James. Yeah, is this off? Facebook is. I don't know where this is from. But clearly, Reese is a participant on some social media f- Carlton Club forum. And um, he got sick of... So this is my last thing I'll leave you with before we get to the votes. So Reese has had enough, right? And he sent this to the unofficial selection committee, Carlton Football Club, whatever that is. Something on Facebook. I used to think this page was for the true Carlton, true blue Carlton supporters, not a bunch of whingers. None of you have played a game or have any real knowledge of the sacrifices and dedication made by a lot of good people, but are self-appointed experts. After the last couple of weeks of bitching and moaning, I'm happily going to unfollow this thread. Look up the meaning of supporter when some of you fickle keyboard, some of you fickle keyboard warriors. I'm sure in a couple of years, when we have 50-plus games into these kids and start climbing up the ladder, you so-called experts will be claiming some sort of justification of knowing it would happen. I will continue to support the club, its players, coaches and administration, not take the easy way out and throw in insults and derogatory comments at good people who are doing their best to get this club at 17th Premiership. See ya. So that's coming from David Rhys-Jones. Um, that's a message, I think, that a lot of people who claim to support this footy club, you can challenge things all you like, but um, there's, I know, I'm in a couple of things, and uh, some of the stuff that gets bowled up by people who claim to be passionate supporters about the club, oh, I'm passionate, I'm passionate, so I can say this about, well, no, mate, that's just stupid, that's stupidity. Mm. There's a difference between between being passionate and thoughtful and passionate and stupid. And you can choose the high road or the low road. If you want to choose the low road, then you can listen to what people like David Rhys-Jones are going to suggest you do. So, Completely off the subject, but sort of on the same page here. If people want to feed their brains and get a bit of, uh, a, bit of uh, a more 
middling way of thinking about things, I encourage you to hear a speech by Richard Flanagan on the National Press Club. Go, go to iView on the ABC and go and listen to this man speak for about half an hour, 40 minutes. It's really important stuff and it, it will give you a bit of perspective on placing football at the epicentre of your world and flying off the handle or just talking about it with stupidity compared to the things that you probably should be thinking about with equal passion and, mo- and emotion. So I'll say again, Richard Flanagan on National Press Club iView. I, I, that's the homework for anyone listening to this podcast this week. Twitter away and give us some feedback. I'd be interested to hear what you all say. Who do you have in, his, in our back six? <laughs> huh? Well, he's a football man. He's, oh, his brother was man. a very oh, good football journalist. No, he still is. So, uh, uh, righto, votes. We've gone through the VFL already, haven't we? We did that at the start. So, um, not Frank's much to talk one. about there. No, no, no. They, they tried, mate. They tried. They yeah. tried. They tried. Yeah. So, another whack away again. Um, go on, your votes. Uh, round six. Yes, I've got uh, Cripps an obvious four again. I go Fisher three, Kerridge two, Thomas two, Phillips two, Levi two, and just gave some ones to Ed Kerno one, Charlie one, Dow one, Kennedy one, Jones one, and Mackay one. Stephen? Yeah, nobody with four, obviously. Uh, it was just too messy. Three votes to Cripps and Fisher. Um pretty much top of the list last week as well. Two votes to Daisy, Kerridge, the Kerno brothers, Ed and Charlie and Jones. And one vote each to Simo, Kennedy, Wright and Phillips. Hang on. Did you say no four votes this week? No four votes. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone used the ball particularly well. Four votes. <laughs> Patrick Cripps. And I've given Zach Fisher four votes. Uh, I'm not worried about that fifty. I reckon. I reckon he gets. I reckon he his um, efficiency rating needs to be. He he almost needs to live in a um, a, a statistical bubble um, all on his own because he tries to do stuff with the ball mm. that not many other people try and do. Who's and this? if you, Zach Fisher. Fisher, and if you are marking him according strictly according to the you know yes or no's that I think champion data use, then a lot of the Fisher ball use has to be a no. But I can, I think it's a, oh yeah, mate, I can see what you're trying to do there. So, and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just loving what I'm seeing from the kids. So uh, four votes for him. Um, three votes to, I go Charlie Kerno three, because I thought he, he, he was on the cusp of having a great game, but, but for a couple of slightly less than judicious thought process that didn't become that game but I gave him three for the effort and the danger that he um, brought to the table I gave Kerridge three votes 28 disposals 517 metres gained led the team, 15 pressure acts, 6 score involvements 12 is 28 were contested 7 intercept possessions yep. led the team, yep. I gave, I was happy to give so Kerridge three. So he's been in two weeks and he's basically played the same way as he did in the last 6 to 10 Correct. games last year why the hell wasn't he there at the start Good of the question. year? Good question. Correct. Great question. Uh, two votes to Thomas and one vote to Matt Kennedy. You made a, t- you made a comment about him to us. I thought he looked Horrific early. I thought, oh, this bloke is he's underdone. He's still sore. He looks so slow. 
Uh, he shouldn't be out there. But he whacked away and whacked mm. away and whacked last away. Last quarter was massive. No, nah, nah, I thought he was, by the end of the day, he gets in the votes. Uh, Ed Curnow, Simpson, Mackay, Jones, Casbolt, and Dow. I got him in because he kept putting his hands on the footy. wasn't a clean night for Paddy, but uh, he's, um, he doesn't mind putting his head over the cod. And he puts his hands on the footy, which I think is a very, very good starting point. Shit, for a game that didn't give us a lot to talk about, we've, we've been banging on for a while, boys. So, um, Any changes next week? I think there'll be Going a few. Adelaide? I think we might be uh, tail between the legs next week, boys. Yeah. Some changes, though? Well, cupboard's bare, Changes mate. to the side? Oh, or? Cupboard's bare. Shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic at the minute. If you want someone in, though, if you want to bring Kim LaBoyce in, Bring him in now. Like, who cares? Hmm. How did Matt Shaw go? Uh, wasn't as good as the last hmm. when I saw him against North. He wasn't as, didn't get his hands on it as much. McCready worked his way into the game nicely. Hmm. Started slowly, but by the end, it, it was playing okay. He was I probably can, in our I best six. I can see McCready actually playing better in the ones than he does yeah, in I just the don't know where he plays, though. Like, I, unless you're going to throw him somewhere we haven't seen him thrown before. I don't think I he should be limited to the back line. Well, he needs to be midfield because you can't throw him forward or back because we've got two, unless you're going to. Drop two and bring one and a different one in. Mm. Maybe you bring McCready and Shaw in, and you drop Plowman and I don't. Know, I don't know. I don't know what no they idea. do. But they got some hair. They got. They got a few headaches because there's not a lot down there at the moment. Um, hold the line. Hold the line. Hold what line? Hold the line. Hold the line. We're holding the line, right? Yeah, I'm not going good. anywhere. Good man. What line um, are that's it. We are done. That is the Carlton Show for round six, folks. Uh, chin up, we'll see you next week. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blues. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.